It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without some quality Chima Chats foot. What's going on, everybody? Enjoying summer currently. It's a beautiful day. Um, I wanted to give uh, another of our Euro tripping episode um, recap on what's been going on with the European Championships. Um, I think there's no other place to start uh, than the serving of humble pie that I I have to eat um, due to a gentleman named Garrett Southgate and England winning 4-0. Now listen, it was against Ukraine who that was the farthest they had progressed in their nation's history. Um, as you saw at the end, legendary Shevchenko uh, and his squad were clapping the fans despite losing 4-0 because um, they had never progressed that far in a European championship. But I I didn't see Gareth Southgate doing this. Um, Everybody was just clicking. You know, he started Jaden Sancho, which I don't know. I I didn't think he had the the wherewithal to do. And to be honest, I think he's managing his squad pretty well. And and here's the thing. I feel a little bit phony because I still don't think he's that great. But at what point, at what point do we start saying this gentleman, he knows what he's doing? Another clean sheet. Another one. They haven't conceded a goal for the entire tournament. They're the first team in history to go four straight tournament games, no goals conceded. I know, might not be that impressive, but Harry Maguire is just locking things down. I mean, I'm not a fan of Harry Maguire, but he's much better than I thought he was. And he and I can admit he he is a good defender. He's no Virgil, obviously. But he's a good defender. I, I I really just thought that the England squad, they for the first time, they played with fluidity and they were, you know, combining off of one another and they're running for each other. And I'm just like, man, is England a serious contender here? Because we have Italy, of course, who are literally the energy, excuse me, the injury to Spinazzola, one of their very, very good players is going to be tough. But Mancini's looking like, you know, this is 2012 Manchester City and he's. He's getting everybody to click, you know, um, the goal from Insigne. I mean, he has one move, right? Cut inside, upper 90, right? Place it. You just, you, you can't, they literally, it's like Iron Robin. And I don't say one move to be disrespectful, but they're so good at, if you're a baseball fan, it's Mariano Rivera's cutter. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. He got from Jordan, that little shoulder shake fadeaway. Yeah, if you know basketball, you know what I'm talking about. Well, they literally said, hey, Insigne, 30 yards, come come get a goal if you'd like. And he said, no problem, I will. Anyways, Italy, Spain, Denmark, England. A quick note on the Danes. Um, I'm just super, super happy that uh, that nation, obviously the, I don't want to call it the Christian Eriksen tragedy, but obviously a very, very pressing situation. And, you know, you have Dolberg, Kier, you know, uh, Schmeichel. It's a good team. It's full of good players. And they are they are probably the most together squad of the tournament besides England. You know, um, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Italy, Spain tomorrow, two classic heavyweights. Two classic heavyweights, man. I just I, I also got to eat my serving number two of humble pie. I know this is Chima Chat's foot and I am uh, I admit when I err, either in my opinion or just in whatever it might be. I said Spain was too old. I said Spain didn't have a striker or the legs in midfield to get this far. But someone described it as 
old man strength, right? Like, you know, your, your, your dad or your older uncle might not be in the best shape, but when he grabs you, you're like, wow, this guy has that particular strength. And I feel like that's what Italy and Spain are showing. I talked to my brother who I, who I reference a lot, who's an Arsenal fan. Um, and, and I'm always talking about European heritage, knowing what to do to win big games in Europe, like the Champions League or like the European Championships. And Italy and Spain have that in abundance. They have bags of experience. They have bags of know-how. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on England, Denmark, but let's roll into Italy, Spain really, really quickly. This is a tough one to decide. You know, both teams, uh, Italy's best strength, I would say, is their counterattack and their defense. Spain, I believe the statistic was 75% of the ball in, a, in, in, in their matches, if you combine them all. And it's like, that's insane. <laughs> Spain keeps the ball like they always have. The home of Tiki Taka, the home of one, two, right? I don't know how this one is going to play. I just, I, I don't. If, you had, if I had to guess, I would say that Italy might edge it just due to their, when the, the Italians attack in waves, you know, and, and, and they, they have multiple ways of playing. They might just stink the game out for 60 minutes and then counter you. Or, you know, they might just attack in wave after wave after wave. You know, it's like, who's their number nine? It was Immobile. He started, but, you know, he didn't necessarily score. They play like a complete total football team. You know, I, I feel like there's multiple people that can do multiple things in this Italian squad. And more importantly, they just know how to win. They've been there before. They have the DNA. They have the heritage. I'm going to say 2-1 Italy. I hate score predictions sometimes because I legitimately believe this game could go either way. Either way. Roll into England, Denmark. And again, you have the second, the most together squad in the tournament and the second most together squad in the tournament. I just feel like no one expected Denmark to get here. And if we're being honest, besides the English fans, which eh, English media, you know, not the most desirable people and English English fans abroad have um, acted disgracefully um, uh, more than any other set of fans. But I really feel like all that pressure that they put on England is, is, is telling because here they are one game away from a European championship final. You know, but I think Denmark is going to be a tough nut to crack because more than anything, Denmark is a solid team and they play within themselves. They know what they're good at and they continually do that. They're they're not the most I mean, you're not going to confuse them with 98 Brazil. Right. You know, you just won't. But they're a very, very solid outfit. And I feel like they are capable of scoring against England. But let's be honest, is anybody capable of scoring against England? Not one, not two, not three, four clean sheets for the first time in European Championships history. I just feel like John Stones is, I'm confused with John Stones because I wrote him off. You know, I was like uh, from Everton, people forget he moved for 50 million pounds to City. But the past year and a half, although, you know, albeit sprinkled in a couple of John Stones moments, this, this guy's been solid. And him and Maguire, I mean, Kyle Walker, Shaw, that is a solid back four or back three or whatever Southgate wants to do. They're pretty solid back there. I loved, loved, loved and all my Reds. Shout out to all my Reds around the world. Hendo, 
Jordan Henderson getting on the score sheet. Yes, it was in the 70-something minute, 80-something minute. Yes, it was already 3-0 at that point. Yes, he had been subbed on. It might have been a little fresher than fresher than anybody else. But getting your first England goal, you saw what it meant to him. And I'll, you know, I'll wrap it up on this. We're, we're at eight minutes. So Jordan Henderson is the real captain of England. And I always said he might not start all the time due to the midfield selection and all that type of stuff. But I, and this is my prediction. Southgate's going to start him next game because I think he was kind of rounding Jordan Henderson to form. Remember, he didn't play basically all year long. But I think that he's the most beloved member of the squad. It was his first England goal. Everybody comes over to him to hug him personally. The smiles on Sterling's face that was behind him. Harry Kane, who was kind of like, you know, he's the, he, he's, he's the big dog goal scorer. Even he has to go over to him and, and, and congratulate him. The respect that Jordan Henderson has among his peers is, is unmatched. You know, and, and you really just, you, you, you love to see it because a player like Hendo getting his record, you know, he's a European champion now. He's a Premier League champion. He's getting the recognition he deserved. But, oh man, you know, I remember when, we wanted to trade him for Clint Dempsey. You know what I mean? Like Jordan Henderson is coming a long way. Jordan Henderson sat in the car park and cried because he didn't want to leave Liverpool. Then you're you're coming for 20 million pounds, which 10 years ago was big money. You're going to inherit the the captaincy from arguably our greatest ever player, Steven Gerrard. Man, Jordan Henderson's been through it. You know, he, he's been through it. So I was, I was delighted to see him score. I really, really can't wait for these next matches coming up. But uh, more importantly, Liverpool are are, are, are going to get active in the transfer market once the Euros are over, I would assume. I, I'd love to see us make a couple of signings now. Um, but super, super excited and uh, looking forward to these next couple of games. I got to love you and leave you, though. This is Chima from Chima Chat's Foot, episode three of Euro Trippin'. Be safe, everybody. Much love.